When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. The college football season is ramping up. And on this particular podcast, we are going to preview the Louisville Cardinals. If you missed it, we did a podcast where we previewed Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, Murray State, and Morehead State. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about the Cardinals who open up their season September 3rd against Syracuse up in, up in New York. It's an ACC game right off the bat for Louisville. And our guest to talk about the Cardinals is Jody Demling, who is the publisher of Cardinal Authority for all things Louisville Athletics. And Jody is also on the Louisville Radio Network, Broadcast Network. He's been the sideline reporter, but he got a promotion. He's going to be up in the booth this year as the analyst, along with our good friend Paul Rogers, who does the play-by-play for UofL. Uh, We talked to Jody about the outlook for the Cardinals this season, about offense, defense, the kicking game, which is kind of a sore subject with Louisville uh, going after last year. And Scott Satterfield, how the fans feel about Scott Satterfield, who has really done a great job in recruiting. He's putting together quite the recruiting class for 2023 for U L. We talked about all of that and more with Jody Demling. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it with Jody Demling of Cardinal Authority and the Louisville Radio Network. Okay, here with my guest Jody Demling with Cardinal Authority. Jody is also with the Louisville Broadcast Network. He has a new job this year. He's going to be the analyst on the Louisville Football Broadcast along with Paul Rogers on radio. First of all, congratulations, Jody, on the new game. Thanks. Thanks, John. Yeah, I get to watch a I get to watch a game from a press box. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> That's right. Been Jody been doing the last- Sideline the last right. six years on the sidelines, yeah. yeah, you know. So, well, I know you'll do a great job. I, I've talking to before we started. I uh, heard Jody uh, got a chance to hear Jody do some basketball analysis with Paul on the Louisville basketball broadcast. He did a great job. I know he'll do a great job on football as well. You were telling me a little before you're a little bit nervous, but uh, I know you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited, and and I think more than anything, it's it's a fun year to kind of transition because. I, I do think they're going to be a whole lot better. Uh, but the crazy thing is I've all, I've been used to watching. So I watched, I was on, on the sidelines for Lamar's entire career, you know, at Louisville mm-hmm. for Lamar Jackson's entire career. And I've watched Malik from down there and I'm used to the tendencies and watching and knowing where the ball is going as far as the, you know, the fakes yeah. and the moves and everything mm-hmm. else. And, and it will be a little different looking from above and watching, you know, cause I always go back and watch a game, after the game on TV, after I, we, you know, we do a game, I go back and watch it, and I'm like, wow, it does look different than when you're right there, you know, as kind of involved in the action or down there on on the sidelines, you know, in the action. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, but it is, it's an exciting year uh, for to do this because I do think, um, you know, there's we'll talk about their schedule. It's it's difficult, it's really difficult to begin and to end, but I do think. Um, that they're going to be a lot better on both sides of the ball. 
Well, let, okay, well, let's get into that. It was the outlook for Louisville. They went 6-6 six and six in the regular season, lost the bowl game, an exciting, tough loss in the bowl game uh, to Air Force to finish 6-7. and 4-4 four and four in the ACC last year could have easily, easily been 6-2, or two, maybe even better. They lost so many close games. Uh, you said you think they are going to be a better team this year. What, what, uh, what, what makes you think that they're going to be a better team this year? Well, I, yeah, three of those losses last year were on the very last play of the game. So had three plays, basically, you know, basically if you take 10 seconds and Louisville wins 10 seconds of a combined three games, then instead of six and six, I, I, I do think they're probably, you know, I think they're probably sitting at nine and three and looking a whole lot different. Now, with that said, they didn't finish. They right. didn't know how to finish. And they, they struggled finishing games down the stretch in some of those games. What they've done in the offseason is, uh, first of all, they've revamped the defense as far as with, with bodies. I mean, you're talking about nine guys off the tra- out of the transfer portal total, uh, six of them on defense. And I f- expect most of those, well, I expect all six of those guys to play a lot. Really? I would say three or four of those six will probably start. Plus, of the 14 guys they signed in the high school class, I think eight of the 14 are on the defensive side of the ball. So they really, really had to go back and build some depth and and, and, and do some things on defense. And both sides of the ball has benefited from having a guy back. I mean, Malik Cunningham, obviously, you benefit from having a guy like that back to be your quarterback again and decide to come back and, and not go elsewhere or not turn pro. Well, Yasir Abdullah is the same guy on the, on the defensive side of the ball. He's the guy who... Um, is kind of their leader and I think going to be the guy who's the best player on the defensive side of the ball uh, when it's all said and done. And, uh, and he decided to come back for a fifth year. So um, they've, they've got new guys, but they also got some veteran guys back. And I think when you add all that up, it mixes into this team is deeper and defensively. They finally, for the first time since Scott Satterfield arrived here at Louisville, have a little more depth, and they're still not there. They're still not where they need to be, but they have more depth than what the, than what they had. You know, when they lost Monty Montgomery and Trey Clark, Keytrell Clark last year uh, to knee injuries early in the season, it really hampered them, and they just didn't have the depth to overcome some of the things they did. Now, again, they were still in those games, and they right. still had a chance to win a lot of those games. It's just they did not, they could not finish, and they didn't have enough depth to help them finish down the stretch. Okay, talking about depth, let's go in depth on the Louisville offense, and obviously that's got to start with your quarterback there. Uh, talk about uh, which, what is expected after the year that he had last year. What, what are they expecting from Malik Cunningham this year? You know, I mean, I, I think high expectations, um, what he did last year and maybe a little more efficient, uh, maybe a little better passing the ball. He got to where to a point last year, I thought, where the deep ball was was kind of his best ball. You know, I mean, he would throw it down the field to Tyler Harrell. He would throw it down the field to Jordan Watkins, other guys in in that offense. And, and Louisville did a good job on on big plays and, and especially passing plays down the field. He has to be more efficient to me. Of uh, well, first of all, he's he he's older. I think he's uh, what I think it's thirty eight or thirty nine games is what it uh, is what he has played. So he knows and he's been through a lot. He's going to get better and continue to get better 
with making decisions. He's, I mean, from two years ago until now, it's night and day, and I expect it, that it will be a big improvement this year as well. But efficiency in the short passing and intermediate passing game, that's where he really has to improve. And they did a lot in the spring. They let him run some in the fall. They kind of held him back a lot. But in the spring, he wasn't allowed to run. He, it was it was it was work on passing. It was it was make sure that they got that stuff down. And and in watching a couple of uh, of those uh, spring practices, it was kind of like, whoa, man, this you know this guy is actually really good when he's forced to make a decision, when he's forced to try to figure out where he has to go with the ball. He can actually he can actually do that, and I expect that that's what we'll see this year. I think Louisville will be better because he's going to um, make better decisions uh, in, in, in some of those areas. Now, it's not to say they don't want him to run because that's his biggest weapon and, quite honestly, his best weapon. He will, but it's just going to be more this year. I think – I guess more – maybe maybe more careful is the, is the right word to put it because, obviously, he doesn't want to get injured, uh, and that's not going to be – why he's more careful, but just to make sure that he doesn't put his offense in bad situations. Uh, and John, they're they're loaded with weapons around him. Um, the offensive line is stacked. I mean, I think they've got legitimately nine guys that they will rotate in and out of there. Four of the five guys from last year. Uh, All-American Kayla Chandler at one guard, Adonis Boone at the other guard, and then Renato Brown and Trevor Reed at the tackles are all back. Brian Hudson played more snaps than almost all of those guys last year, but he didn't start. He started a couple games, and Cole Bentley's gone. And now Hudson, the George, the uh, the Scott County uh, product, moves in at center for them. And quite honestly, they're better at, at the offensive line this year going into fall into the season than they were this time last year. And then they've got four, you know, three, I'd say four guys that they can rotate behind him, uh, behind the, the starters. And Michael Gonzalez is a starter pretty much any other year for Louisville. The same with Luke Kandra. Those guys will rotate in and out of there. And, and, and then a couple other guys and Josh Black and Austin Collins, who we'll see as well. Uh, but they're loaded at, at offensive line. Okay, what about receiver? As you mentioned, Tyler Harrell, he left to go to Alabama. I know you got Marshawn Ford back at tight end, uh, but what about the what about how do they feel about the receiving core? I was at ACC kickoff, and it's funny because they only have well, former Eastern wide receiver Jalen Carter was put on scholarship just just recently, right at the end of fall camp. He makes eight scholarship. Offensive uh, wide receivers, okay, really? which is a little different than the seventeen Bobby Petrino had when he left <laughs> the Louisville pro- the Louisville program. So a little different. Now it's been turnover, and I do think they're probably not as deep at that position as they want to be because they only have a few guys. But with that said, um, they've got two transfers in D Wiggins from Miami and Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas that are going to be really, really good. I was at ACC kickoff. Caleb Chandler is a great interview, a great guy. He's going to be a coach someday. He's an All-American guard now. He's going to play in the NFL for a long time, but he's going to be a coach someday. And we were just talking, and I said, well, you know, about, I was asking him about new guys, and I said, what about Tyler Hudson? We keep hearing all this hype about Tyler Hudson. Should should I believe it? And, and Caleb looked at me and said, Jody – the first time I ever saw Tyler Hudson, the first thing I thought of was, 
how in the hell is a guy like that ever end up at, at Central Arkansas? Okay. And he said, and, and I do mean that, like, no disrespect to them, but this is a guy that is a Power 5 Division One four-star athlete, four-star receiver who kind of got lost in the shuffle coming out of high school and ended up there, set records, did, was an FBS All-American, and he's got – I'll be shocked if he's not their leading receiver this year. I will be very surprised if he doesn't make big play after big play for them. And uh, he's just a guy that that kind of gets it done and that they're super excited about. Amari um, Huggins-Bruce is a guy that's coming back. And they've got some other weapons as well. Uh, and you mentioned Marshawn Ford. But, uh, but yeah, he Tyler Hudson is the guy to watch. Definitely at receiver. Okay, well, we'll, we're going to talk about the defense with Jody and how the schedule sets up for the Cardinals, and we'll do that right after this break. Okay, back here with Jody Demling of Cardinal Authority and also the analyst on the Louisville Football Radio Network. Uh, Jody, you talked about the defense earlier about bringing in some transfers, uh, some guys off the transfer portal. You talk about the boost they got with Yasir Abdullah coming back. What about the rest of the Louisville defense? Yeah, (coughs) pardon me, I think – the thing with the Louisville defense is they just finally have some depth. They got a big defensive lineman up front, Jermaine Lolay, who uh, was at Arizona State, missed last year uh, uh, with, uh, with an injury, but had an NFL third-round grade following his junior, his, uh, junior year at Arizona State. So he's a guy who is healthy, a uh, big 300-pound guy who's going to, to clog the middle and help them up front. Up front, they've got other guys, Yaya Diaby and Aston Gelati, are guys that are back from last year. Um, they have a good rotation. They have about you know 13 or 14 guys that they feel like, you know, obviously the first five or six are different guys, but there's a, and there's a drop-off after that. But they feel like from like 6 to 13 – there's not really a drop-off. It'll be interesting to see how many they use this year. Uh, and if they change that up to where they, you know, they, they probably used too many last year at times and, and got caught in some situations when guys shouldn't have been in the game and, and they were, but they were just trying to keep guys healthy and fresh. As far as the linebacker group is concerned, you have Yasir Abdullah, you have uh, Monty Montgomery, who's back and is a big-time playmaker and leader from that middle linebacker spot. And then I think maybe... Look, the secondary are the biggest additions because that's where they needed guys. But I think from a from a leadership playing ability and what he's done and where he's done it at, I think linebacker Momo Sanago, who came from Ole Miss as a sophomore, was the third leading tackler in the SEC and made big play after big play after big play. And for whatever reason, when they got a new staff down there a couple of years ago, the, the Lane Kiffin staff, he, his his reps diminished, and he kind of got stuck in a rut, as he put it down there. And he decided to go somewhere else, and uh, Louisville's happy for that because not only – you don't see – nowadays you see so many transfers. You don't always see a transfer being a team leader, but this is a guy who I think is going to be one of their main leaders. I, they haven't named captains yet, but I would be surprised if he's not a captain on the team. Um, and I just think you don't see that very often, but that's the type of personality he is. And he's a really good player as well. Again, uh, over a hundred tackles, you know, as a sophomore and, and just different things. And, and he, he, he flies to the ball and, and really going to make them that much better. So they feel great about, you know, they feel good about their defensive line. It's going to be better than it was last year. They feel great about their defensive, the linebacking group. It's the secondary that, 
they feel a lot better about, but we still have to see it and we have to see it, the improvement and see where it came from. I think the, maybe the, the biggest addition out there is Wesley McGriff uh, in the secondary as the secondary coach and the co-defensive coordinator. Uh, he's got over 30 years of experience. Uh, you know, he's been at all kinds of places and including the last couple of years in the, in the sec uh, was at Florida. And, and he's a guy, you know, they call him the crime dog and he's very, uh, He's very outgoing. He's very loud, and he gets after those guys and gets into practices with them. And I think the guys like that, and they feed off of it. But um, you know, they don't. the The crazy thing is, you're still going to see some veteran guys like Kendrick Duncan and Josh Minkins who played before. But it's going to be a lot of new names out there. Um, Jarvis Brownlee from Florida State. Quincy Riley from Middle Tennessee State, Nicario Harper from Jacksonville State, um, guys that are going to uh, and, and some freshmen as well. I think they have four secondary freshmen, uh, two of which they feel like can can help right away um, in Antonio Watts, uh, a kid uh, from down in Georgia, and then Jeremiah Caldwell, a kid from up in, uh, in Michigan. They feel like they can help right away. I, I just feel like, um, you know, John, last year when we talked, there might have been five or six guys that you felt like they could put out there and it wouldn't hurt you, but they didn't have a bunch of guys that they you felt like they you could put out there and they would help you. And I feel like this year they've kind of turned that corner. Again, they're still going to have to show me. They're still going to have to do it and prove it on the field, but I do think they're going to be a lot better. And Jarvis Brownlee is the main guy. He He started – all last year at, at Florida State, he's a physical guy at, at the corner position. And I think what he does is he takes a little pressure off of Keytrail Clark, who is back after his knee injury. And with Clark, you can um, you can move him around. You can do some different things because he's not the only guy out there that's going to make plays for you now this year. And I just think that's the biggest thing for this defense. Yeah, talking about Wesley McGriff, yeah, we know him here in Lexington. He was at Kentucky for a couple of years. Uh, he was on Guy Morris's staff back in the early 2000s. I think he coached running backs one year and uh, then coached cornerbacks on the defensive side of the ball the next year. So, he, as you mentioned, not only has he been all over, he's he's coached both sides of the ball. And uh, he's got a reputation, too, as being a great recruiter. I'm sure he'll do a really good job for Louisville. Uh, what about the kicking game, Jody? How are the cards going to be in that aspect? Do I have to talk about the kicking game? No, you don't have to. I, I, I know I, I it was really, a struggle last I, year. <laughs> I really think it's still a question. It's still it's still a, a big question mark with this team. It was a struggle last year. James Turner went from being really good two years ago to being pretty bad last year, to be quite honest, and to be very blunt. He just didn't have the consistency and didn't do what they expected of him. Brock Travel said is a guy who was a – all-American kicker coming out of high school. It's his third year uh, on campus. Uh, actually, his fourth his fourth year on campus, I guess. And he is a guy who had looked like he had gone forward and, and taken the job away from Turner, or at least you know right there with him. And quite honestly, got hurt and uh, missed some time in fall camp. And a set that setback kind of put him behind now. Um, so I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, and what they do as far as, um, you know, the kicking game is concerned. Um, I, I really think um, that you will see or you could see um, Scott Satterfield 
going for it a lot on fourth down really? um, this year, just because um, I, I think they there's a young kid, Nick Keller, who is uh, from Connor High School, actually. And uh, he, he's a true freshman and they're really high on him. And he's probably got the strongest leg on the team, but he's still a true freshman and he's just inconsistent, you know, right now. But uh, like I said, I, I think, I think you'll see them go for it a lot on, on fourth down until someone shows them that they can, uh, that they can do it. And to this point, they just haven't had that with somebody showing them that, uh, that, that, that they could do it. So I don't know. I'm interested, but I will say this. And when we were talking offense earlier, I didn't even mention the running backs and they have four running backs who could be starters pretty much anywhere in the ACC. So I do think with the way the offense is, it almost, uh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to have question mark at a kick at your kicking spot, but it's almost a good year for them to be able to question their kickers because they've got a lot of weapons on offense. And, and, and these are guys that if they need a couple of yards, they're going to give the ball to Tyon Evans, um, uh, who's the Tennessee transfer. And with that line and with the way he is, they're going to take their chances on doing that. I think early in the year, it, it'll just it'll be interesting to see how how down on the kicking game that Scott Satterfield is after the first couple of weeks. You got Jalen Mitchell back too, as well, right? Jalen Mitchell, Trayvon Cooley, who was great as a freshman last year, and I think probably if I had to say. Um, if I had to list one guy on the entire team who I think probably will be the biggest surprise of the year, I think I might go with Jawar Jordan, who is mm-hmm. probably the fastest guy on the team. He's the guy who came from Syracuse a couple uh, 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 prior to last year, was injured a lot last year, and in the bowl game had a 100-yard kickoff return and uh, over 200 yards of, of total offense. So he's a guy that is electric and uh, and is just – now that they don't have a guy like Hassan Hall, uh, who transferred in the middle of last season, they don't have a guy that like that that's speedy back there. I think you'll see that uh, Jawar Jordan's going to be that the difference maker as far as uh, a fast, speedy kind of guy. Speaking of Syracuse, Louisville opens up. It looks to me, looking at the schedule, we're going to find out a lot about Louisville early. They start off at Syracuse on uh, Saturday, September 3rd, ACC game. Then they go down to Central Florida to play Gus Malzahn's team. Uh, what about the schedule? What sticks out to you, Jody, about Louisville's schedule this year? Well, I, I, I think what sticks out is Louisville. The only time, well, first of all, the last time Louisville played at Syracuse, which is just an oddity of, of COVID was two days before Bobby Petrino was fired. It's been three years in a row because of COVID that Syracuse has come to Louisville. Just that's just odd. Mm -hmm. That game where Louisville played five quarterbacks in that game, it was a total debacle, is the only game in eight games since Louisville Louisville joined the ACC that Syracuse has beaten Louisville. Uh, Pretty much it's been dominating. Last year was 41 to three. The year before last was 31 to nothing. Louisville has dominated Syracuse. So Louisville really needs to go up there and, and get a win and in pretty good fashion, in my opinion. They're only a, about a four-point favorite, so they really uh, – it, it'll be an interesting game. But it's a tough start because that game in Central Florida on, on – on, it's a Friday night. UCF has a Friday-Friday, so they get an extra day of, of rest. Louisville's on the road on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock and then back on the road on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. So it's a short window of a turnaround. It's a difficult first two games for Louisville because of where they are and and that Central Florida game being there in second. But then you look at it and you've got Florida State and USF and then BC and Virginia. It's like 
that's not easy, but if you can somehow get, you know, you got to get one for sure of the first two, but if you can somehow go two and oh, then that gives you a chance because, I mean, who knows how good Florida State is really going to be early, especially early in the year. UCF, Louisville should be favored, uh, you know, by more than a touchdown in that game. BC, Louisville has struggled there a little bit, but it's not the same kind of BC team. And you look at Virginia and they've got a new coach. So if Louisville can somehow get two wins early on, I think they're sitting better, uh, obviously, because of the way the schedule is the next four weeks. But then after their bye week, it just gets brutal because it's Pitt, Wake Forest. Uh, James Madison's not an easy game. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you should win game, but it's a game that you're going to have to work to win. And then at Clemson, NC State, at Kentucky. So basically, in the last five games or the last six games of the season, Louisville's going to play the team that most people think are going to win the ACC in Clemson. Most people are picking to perhaps challenge them in Pittsburgh. And most people are saying the surprise team in NC State and two of those games uh, being on the road. So it's it's two tough games to begin and a brutal finish for Louisville. So uh, the depth and the uh, and, and the more guys that they can have and the more guys that they can really um, uh, you know, build up and try to get ready and get prepared to go into those situations, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is going to help them out with a with a tougher schedule than what they had last year. Well, that leads me to my final question before I let you go here, Tony. What what about how does the fan base feel about Scott Satterfield right now? I mean, you know, a little disappointed last year, uh, but as you mentioned, they were so close in so many games and just were not able to finish them. But then you look, I mean, they're doing an amazing job in recruiting uh, what they've got yeah. coming in here in the future to Louisville. I would think the fans are excited about that. Uh, what, what is What is the temperature of the fan base as far as Louisville football is concerned right now? It, it is it is really interesting to me um, how that changed all of a sudden last year. New couple of new staff, a few new staff members. Um, yes, that's nice. Some transfer portal guys. It's great. You really don't know how good those transfer portal guys are going to be, but it's still great. And you see that, and that happened. But then all of a sudden, that momentum just kept building and kept going and kept going in the offseason. And it was all because of recruiting. You know, in that 2023 class, they've got 14 guys committed, a five-star and seven four-stars out of the 14 guys. And quite honestly, what looks like the next month or so could be several other four-stars and potentially another five-star. So you're talking about the momentum being for the future. And I think that most of the fans, there's still a number of fans out there. There's still a fraction of the fan base that says you got to win this year and you got to do this. But I really don't see how that they could do anything this year, unless it's just a total debacle and they just lose, you know, every game or I'll tell you, unless it's like the Petrino year where things just fell off the rails, crazy stuff was going on around the, around the building and things like that. Something like that were to happen. Then yes, I think you, you know, something you would have to, you know, look at elsewhere, but I really don't think that's going to happen because they've built the culture the way they've built the culture and Scott Satterfield has done that. These guys respect him. 
they really like playing for him and they like the staff that they're playing for. You know, they got a new strength coach this year. Ben Souders, who's from Glasgow, came uh, uh, from Georgia. He's brought a, a new energy, kind of revived that area. And we all know how important that area is to a football program. Absolutely. And I, I just think that there's a, so much momentum and so much positive energy. You know, they're just the staff is just like, okay, let's just get to games and win some games because that's the only thing that's missing right now. They've 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 got recruiting down, they've recruited some transfer portal guys, they've got a great culture, they've got good players, you've got a star quarterback, you've got a star guy on the defensive side of the ball, uh, in Yasir Abdullah, who um, you know, has donated all his NIL money back to his high school and his in his in his grade school. So he's a yeah. great not only a great player but a great story. They've got a little bit of everything. They just need to now go out and on Saturdays, well Fridays and Saturdays, <laughs> they need to perform. Yeah, but that's right. And we, on our Saturdays, we're going to be listening to Jody Demling along with our good friend Paul Rogers up in the booth doing the Louisville games uh, on the Louisville Radio Network. And we're going to read all about the Cardinals on Cardinal Authority. Jody, tell them, tell the listeners uh, how they can find you on Cardinal Authority, how they can find you on Twitter, and all the yep. information they need about Louisville football this year. Yep, it's at Jay Demling on Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, also, Cardinal Authority is. The 24-7 network, so you can go to 247sports.com and look up for Louisville or just go to cardinalauthority.com and, and we're there. And uh, again, it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of momentum right now. It's it's gonna be it's it, it it's been fun the last um, eight, nine months. And I don't know that eight, nine months ago, John, that if you would have had me on, I would have said, <laughs> said that, that I think the next eight or nine months are gonna be fun. But it has been fun, and and that's a testament to what Scott Satterfield has done and, again, the culture that they've built. Well, Malik Cunningham is one of my favorite players to watch. Anytime you watch him, you know something exciting is going to happen. So uh, I've, I loved that guy last year, and I'm really looking forward to watching him again this year and listening to you, Jody, on the radio. And good luck to you in that endeavor, and good luck to the Cardinals. And thanks, as always, for being on the podcast. Yep, thanks for having me, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast and our preview of the Louisville Cardinals for the 2022 football season. Thanks again to Jody Demling of Cardinal Authority and the UofL Radio Sports Network. Uh, be sure and check out Jody's coverage all year and give him a listen on the Louisville broadcast along with Paul Rogers as well. As I said, Louisville opens the season Saturday, September 3rd, Saturday night at Syracuse in uh, an ACC game right off the bat for Scott Satterfield and the Cardinals. Uh, I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can check out, you can send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. As for the podcast, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio Podcasts, pretty much everywhere wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. Please if, please do that. If you can, it just helps get the word out there, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we got a lot of coverage leading up to uh, the start of the college football season. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had a, a podcast where we did preview, talk to the sports information directors at the respective schools at Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, Murray State, and Moorhead. So check that out as well if you haven't already. And we'll have plenty of other podcasts leading up to Kentucky's opener Saturday against Miami of Ohio. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again to our guest, Jody Demling. Good luck to him this season. And we'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.